We're going to be getting deep into startup sustainability and building connection with your customers with our guest in this episode. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It is great to have you here. Uh, Before we get into today's interview, we've had another awesome review on Apple Podcasts from one of you. This one is from, wait for it, PDQ13478427. Interesting choice of... uh, ID and on Apple there. Uh, but this review does sh- describe, I think, the show quite perfectly. So I'm going to read it to you. Incredible thoughts. This podcast is not only the home for learning and education, but also the hub for insightful and passionate thoughts surrounding the ins and outs of e-commerce. Would recommend for anyone wanting to deep dive into the thoughts of the e-com professionals from all walks of life. Thank you, PDQ Various Numbers, for listening and for dropping in that brilliant review. I really appreciate your feedback. Now, in today's episode, I am chatting with a fresh, very fresh new startup who has tips galore to share about both putting sustainability at the heart of your e-commerce business and generating those first few months of sales. One of the hardest things to do, I think, in this industry is to get sales to a new e-commerce brand on day one in month one and beyond. And our guest is truly inspiring, building what I think is going to be a very successful business and sharing a lot of really great advice that I think um, all of you will learn from. I often find I learn the most from startups and people who are new to the industry. So I'm really excited to bring you this chat. Please make sure you listen right to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on my guest top tips, which frequently get described as the best bit of the show and also my own take on this episode. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Clavio is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Clavio account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Mark Bucci launched his Shopify store, Social Socks, this summer with a big goal to improve sustainability globally and raise a million pounds for charity. Hello, Mark. Hi, and thanks for having me. Uh, I'm awesomely happy about getting you on the show and thank you so much for sparing the time to come on and do this because I know startup life is crazy enough without annoying lady saying can you please come and be on my podcast so thank you for joining us Mark. No it's a pleasure and like I say I'm glad I can make the time to be here today. You as I said you've you've very recently started the business how did you end up coming into this world of e-commerce? So that's a great question. So 
at the point where we are at the moment, I've been eight weeks into the journey, but I was probably at least 10 months of planning. But the reason why the journey happened was because of my daughters. So my father to two young daughters, one has just had their birthday at two and the other one's five and she's uh, six in a couple of weeks. And just looking around at the climate change and how real it is, I sort of had like a realization that we're not going to be in the same sort of world that we are in 10, 10, 20 years, probably even sooner than that. And I, I want my daughters to have the same opportunities that we have today. Obviously to see what we see, the animals, the planets, yeah, I just don't see if we don't make any change and we just sit there and have the sort of the attitude of like, oh, it won't affect me. Someone else will do it. That's not going to be the answer. So then I thought, well, I need a way to raise awareness and to give back. So then that's when I started probably going down the rabbit hole of sustainability. Sort of oh, learning and a rabbit hole it is. <laughs> I, I'm still in that rabbit hole, if I'll be honest with you. Me um, too. I'm learning about it every day. But I felt like I got a really good knowledge, a really good understanding and sort of vision. So that's when I sort of like sort of put together Social Socks. Originally, it was going to be like a different company. Um, the, the company name changed. As with all small startups, you sort of pivot. So Social Socks was then born. And like I say, I'm eight weeks in and it's been going really well. Even like being on this podcast today is a shock to me. Like little old me, only eight weeks in. On the, when I got the email when I come back from holiday I was like really is this is this meant for me <laughs> it is I mean as I said to everyone in the intro I think there's so much we can learn from startups and I think you know as you said sustainability is a serious rabbit hole as the audience know I kind of I you mean know, my natural inclination is to learn everything about something before doing it but I knew we couldn't do that with sustainability we've got to get moving uh, you know, do as we learn, share as we learn. And I think a lot of the the audience are going, I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do. So to share a story like yours, where you've gone big on day one is yeah. I think going to motivate a lot of people, you know, and we always, and plus we all always like to know how a startup is growing their sales. So you said, Mark, you, you know, you spent a good, good chunk of time planning this and researching it. So why socks? Because if I was going to launch a sustainable brand, I'm not saying socks is a bad choice at all, but I, I'm not sure it's the first one I'd have gone for. So why did you decide to do socks? So that's what got that leans back to what I was saying a minute ago. The business was going to be something slightly different. Um, I've got a massive passion with trainers. So I wear a lot of trainers and for me, I always design my outfit from the ground up. So good trainers, you need good socks. So that's all where it come about. And just thinking about it, most people wear socks and you need good socks as well. And it annoys me, like I'll go out and buy a pair of socks and they're either they, they threadbare or they lose their shape or color, they shrink. So that's what I put the two together. And there's a lot you can do in the sock space. I learned a lot as well. I went down the sock rabbit hole as well and <laughs> I learned a lot of new language so but for me like it, it's, a, it's a good product to start with it's not something that I'm saying that social socks will always be in the space of I will like to travel up the leg as they say so you, you never know when I don't know how far in the roadmap that will be but yeah that, I wouldn't say no to further apparel so but socks is definitely where we're starting with I like that starting from the from the ground up and yeah. um and yeah I can socks are one of those products but you know if we think about the sustainable angle of buy a better quality product so it lasts longer socks is certainly one of those areas where cheap socks are just an utter waste of money and terrible for the planet because you you can't there's 
I'm sure there's, I'm sure you know there probably is a way of recycling socks, but there's not an obvious route to go down if the socks don't fit. You can't take them to the charity shop. You can't sell them on eBay. Um, you know, they're a bit of a dead end, aren't they? Well, socks in general, you can't give to charity because of hygiene. So it then becomes very much like fast fashion. So you're going to be buying two, three pairs of socks just because you bought say maybe cheap socks and those cheap socks may then contain plastic as well so then that's then going to go back into the environment and start obviously hurting in what we're getting trying to achieve so yeah a lot i've had a lot of conversations in regards to why i picked the material i picked for my socks because like when people think sustainability they and they think they put socks together they automatically assume that they're going to be bamboo but I've done a lot of research in regards to bamboo against cotton and cotton is actually a lot more hard wearing. So therefore it goes back down to the conversation of fast fashion against sustainability. And for me, it's more important to have a good pair of socks that's going to last you three, four times as long than a pair that's more sustainably produced as such, if you want to say that for bamboo or sustainable material. So yeah, combed cotton is where the socks, are, social socks are made from. But there was a lot of research that went into that as well. Yeah, it, it's like we said, it's a rabbit hole and we've just got to make the best decisions possible and then be transparent about those decisions, which clearly is is what you're doing, Mark. And you mentioned that that um, this, you know, this is very early days. What does your team look like at the moment? Is it just you and are you doing this full time? So in regards to that, it is me to a degree. So I'm running this business as well as still doing a full-time job so it's very busy so spinning obviously a few plates as well as obviously like I say I'm a family man a wife and two kids but through obviously a lot of research I know you can only do as much as you can myself and I've just got the vision I, I know where I want to get to but I know I need a good team around me to get there so at the moment yes it is mainly me but I outsource my marketing to a company called Creative Comms, a wonderful woman called Bethany, and she helps loads. So I'm still involved heavily with that. Uh, We take a lot of the photos together. We come up with the ideas together. We put the content calendar together, but she sort of takes the workload off posting and the engagement with the hashtag research. So that really helps me focus on other areas of business at the moment, once the business grows. So yeah, me with a little bit of help from the outside at the moment. Very nice. And um, yeah, it's, I guess it's one of those things when you've got a full-time job, there's that bit of extra cash coming in, which means you can, well, you've got less time, you've got more money. So you have, you have the ability to outsource things to make sure they happen when you've got to be doing the job. And we've mentioned you, you've got a pretty big goal for the business, which is one of the reasons I really wanted to get you on the show at this early stage is because I think a lot of people you know, they're going, oh, should we come up with something? What should we do? But they don't embed sustainability on day one. And you're, you've not only gone to create a sustainable product and a product that lasts longer, therefore creating less waste further down the line. You're also giving money to charity, the World Wildlife Fund. You're planting a tree with every order and you've gone sustainable with the packaging too. So it's hard enough to launch a new brand. Why did you decide to cover every angle on day one? Well, I often ask myself that now. So, <laughs> but so I wanted to be transparent, like like you mentioned earlier. I think it's it's really important to be transparent with the customers from day one that what we're trying to achieve and why we're trying to achieve it. Uh, again, through my research, don't get me wrong, I'm not the only company doing this. There's other companies out there, but what I found in their messaging was it wasn't transparent. 
So they're saying, oh, we will donate an X amount of profit from our profits. It's like, well, what is your profit? Is that your net profit, your gross profit? You, they don't put anywhere on their site what their profits are. So don't get me wrong, that's fantastic. Like more companies should be doing it. But for me, I just want to take that a step further. Just so for, as a customer, you go into the website and you look at the product and go, okay, 10% of that is this. I know how much money I'm giving to charity. And we've been really transparent as well. We've been like uh, putting on our website through the blogs, how much we're we doing on like um, our first month. We, we post up or, or how many trees we've been planting. So we try and keep it as tra transparent as possible. Yes, for probably the beginning, it's going to slow our growth. But if I'll be completely honest with you, the business wasn't built to be a fast growing business. It was built to raise awareness and give back. And that's where the slogan hashtag socks give back came from because that's what they do. So that was more important to me. If I could have steady growth and build a, a, a good organic customer base that wants to give back, then that that's that was the aim. Yeah. So it had it was imperative that you had those things in place from day one. And clearly by by not doing it as coming out of the profits, but coming out of the business model as such, then you've built in to all your profit margins, all your calculations on day one. Yeah. This is so core. It's as core as having warehouse space and paying for postage. It's just yeah. got to be there. Yeah, exactly. And in even when you mentioned postage, I I went in down to the details of like postage as well. So that was like the reason why we picked an envelope, which is a craft envelope. Again, FSC certified material because we wanted to be sustainably how we were sourcing the material. But the reason for the envelope was just it, to me it was just like a simple idea of like firstly you don't want to miss your deliveries that's, that's that's annoying when you're like you get your delivery and you think you got a note going oh, i need to go and collect it but that that there then lies the problem you're going to increase your carbon emissions because either they're going to come back and re-deliver it or you're going to go off potentially in your car you may be obviously walking or whatnot but your carbon emissions are going to go up so for me, that was one thought. Okay, so we need to try and reduce or minimize that. And it's like, let's take it further. So how are we going to get them delivered? What what company are we going to use? So then that's when I went down and looked at all the different companies and I chose Royal Mail. And the reason why I went with Royal Mail is in, I think it was 2021, a report come out. They were the most sustainable career in the UK due to the, their park and loop method. So you often see postmen, they park up the van, they walk around the estate. And that, again, so that was, for me, was the obvious choice. So even from the socks leaving here and getting to, the, say, your doorstep, we tried to ch take as much of that carbon emission out of that journey as possible. I'd never thought of the Royal Mail, you know, their their park and, and loop process. And of course, the, you know, if anyone, I've seen studies which have said that e-commerce is a lower carbon delivery option than going to your local high street because there's one person doing multiple drops rather than one person going to the, driving to town, picking something else and driving home again. But of course, then, then it comes into how many drops is each driver doing? So it, the carbon of each journey per drop and Royal Mail, because they deliver to everyone every day, pretty much. It ups the numbers. Never thought of it like that. I like that thinking. Clever. Plus, of course, they are the most cost effective for most things as well, which especially if it's going through through the post box. Okay. Interesting question coming for you next, Mark. Is the putting sustainability so front and centre, do you think that's helping with sales or hindering sales? Do you think customers 
are buying from you because of the quality of the product or because of the sustainability impact? So I don't think it's hindering sales. I think if anything, it helps with the engagement of sales. So for me, I'm a brand new brand. So it's just trying to build the brand, build the awareness and build the credibility. I think that's that takes time. And as that grows and the customer base obviously gets further, I think that would naturally climb with sales. I don't see sustainability hindering at all. I think through the engagement I have had with customers, it's actually a benefit. A lot of customers now want to know, is your product sustainable? And if it's not, why is it not? And I've even had customers even go to like the depths of like, what's the country of origin? And again, that was something I took into account. So like all the socks are made here in the UK. Again, it was just a simple solution of the carbon footprint for the delivery from the factory to here is going to be smaller than if we outsourced over overseas. And also, by having them delivered in the UK, we know they're all going to be ethically made. So that was another important decision for myself. So I don't think sustainability will, will sort of hinder it at all. I think over time that will give you an advantage, if anything, over your competitors. I agree. So I'm really glad you said that. Um, so let's talk sales then, because, you know, uh, at the point where we're recording this, you're eight weeks in. At the point where everyone's listening to this, you're going to be a couple of more months down the line. So we're talking super early stage here. But, you know, I've seen the blog post about the first month. You're getting those sales in. Things are happening. What have you found to be the, the best marketing and sales channels for you thus far? So I think being visual as being as visual as you can across social media platforms and being as transparent and honest with what you're trying to achieve i think customers buy into that so i'm across like pretty much most major social media platforms and we've got our own website and i do like the local market up here in the northeast so that was important to me originally like yes we are an e-commerce brand but i still like that customer engagement that face-to-face people getting curious and asking why, but also to give them a chance to get hands on with the product. And then that helps build word of mouth and build a local brand. We ship worldwide, but we've got a strong focus in the Northeast at the moment because that's where we're growing from. And I, I really sort of like focus on using sort of Northeast companies to help build the brand because I wanted to stay local, wanted to help small businesses upon the journey as well. So yeah, trying to be visible and honest has probably helped with my growth in the in the beginning i say i do love the fact and i think more startups more brands in general should do it is of going and physically selling the product to other human beings because you learn so much in that process but also by taking photos of that as i know you've been doing and sharing those it shows you know it gives that greater credibility oh look they actually took real product and the founder to stand behind a table and sell it to people and i think there's you know I think one of the other things people should do is when they're doing that, actually share it on social and put it on the website so people can see, oh, look, they're actually putting time and effort into this in a way that I can really resonate with as a human being. So um, so that's something you're going to, you have no intention of stopping. It's a long-term plan. Yeah, 100%. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a great point you make. So the human to human connection is probably a bit I missed there. That That's so important to me. I think now from what I understand, consumers much rather buy from a human to human connection and have an understanding of the brand than just go to these big like companies that we all know and so used to, but 
what is behind them what is their vision and what is their message so it, it becomes like mixed so if you can go and like you say speak to the founder at a table at a market in a stall wherever i think that helps with the connection uh, and i've had a lot of people email me and i'm more than happy to sit down and reply to emails and do you know what i had an email coming from a customer i think a couple of days ago with a suggestion from my website and i thought do you know what that's a fantastic idea so i'm in the process of putting that suggestion in place so customer feedback to me is vital because i'm building this brand as awareness for my customers so it's 360 feedback yeah and, and as you said you know you've already pivoted your ideas once i'm sure the more customer feedback you get the more pivoting there's going to be the small small pivots like whatever this customer suggested for the website but bigger ones down the line and Talking about down the line, um, before we hit record, you were telling me about some amazing things you've got planned for this year and beyond. I think your exact words were, I've got three years worth of ideas. Um, so are there any of those you're willing to share with the audience um, that might inspire them to do things too? Okay, so this year, so we released with eight socks to start with, which was our classic range. September 3rd, I believe of penciled in for yes so september 3rd is when we're going to release what we call our autumnal range so that's our new colors that are going to add to the classic collection that we got now so you will see this may be live when this goes out so they get to see them but if as an idea now they're going to be autumnal themed so if you think of the colors of the leaves that's the sort of colors we went for as the inspiration so that's one sort of release that we got coming and then quite a big one for me is in october so October is Baby Loss Awareness Month, and that's a subject that's very close to me and my wife. We went through two miscarriages, which is very tough. And I don't really think many, many people talk about it because it's something we went through. So we could then speak to other people about because we had that experience. I would say it'd be very hard to talk about if you didn't really go through it. But when you start realizing the amount of people that have gone through, gone through that, it's it's surprising how how many people have so again this is where our next charity that we're going to sponsor comes in so i've already done all the designs and reached out to these charities so it's going to be tommy's and this is going to be a rainbow inspired sort of socks so these are going to be breaking away from the classic range so these are going to be rainbow banded or hooped whichever way you want to call it and they will be black and white. So it'll be two new designs and these socks will solely raise 10% of the total funds to Tommy's. I love that because it's it's building on both the, you know, it's going to get the sustainability awareness out there to a whole other audience. It's building another partnership, which clearly is going to be a great way to grow. And also it's just like with you know your sustainability goal, the fact that you're trying to get people talking about it and realizing and encourage people to make changes in their own lives, not just with their socks, it's also shining a light on an area which it's there are so many elements in life where you you know you you have a major issue. You know, like I've had impressive business failures over the years. And you, when you have that failure, you discover half your friends have already had it. They've just not told you about it, which would have been so useful to know as you were going through the process. And I mean, I myself, I've, I don't have children. I've not suffered miscarriages or baby loss of any kind, but I have friends who have, I have family who have. And 
it's such a tough thing to go through and so much easier if you've got someone else to talk to about it. So I think it's absolutely brilliant. You're shining a light on, on another such, so important area where we can help people. And it, it clearly sit, sits within those brand values and, you know, the mission that you're heading on. Yeah. And this is where we want to keep going. So the way I look at it, I, I'm, I'm literally just starting, I'm, I'm coming out of the blocks not even 1% of the journey. Um, I want to bring everyone on along this journey as well. And yes, we've got some big goals, but we've also got like the, the steps along the way. Like I said, I've got the vision. I don't want to have to get there, but I just need to build the team to help me to achieve this as well. So like next year, I hope to obviously push on further. There's going to be more charities involved. Uh, I don't mind obviously disclosing what they are. They're going to be probably mined. Again, this is not confirmed, but this is what's in my in my roadmap. And mine is again important to me because I had quite a, like a bad spell of mental health. That was probably over a year ago. And again, I, I feel like, especially for men, they don't speak out enough. So, yeah, this is a space that I'm really passionate for as well. And then the end of next year, it will be Safa, which is another army charity, and then Armex Forces. So I'm now using the X-Forces network with my, obviously my business and they've been a great support to me. So these are two charities I'm really passionate to sort of sponsor next year as well. But how long to do that yet? And what space? Probably watch this space is probably the best way to explain it. But I don't want to just leave it there. I don't know. I don't want to just like create these, these products, put the donations there. I want to try and do more in those spaces. So I don't know how that's going to look yet. But I, I want to build like a bit of a community. And that's where the, the word social sort of socks come about. It's, it's a social community. We're on a social mission to make change. Yes, the main change is around climate change. But along the way, we, we want to talk about the bigger issues as well. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Whether your team are employees or freelancers, they're probably not in the office every day. This can be a nightmare when you're trying to get new product data ready to launch. The solution is Plytix, P-L-Y-T-I-X, voted the number one PIM for SMBs. In Plytix, you and your team can work simultaneously on the same products without any issues. Plytix allows you to work wherever and whenever, so no more popping over to Ashley's desk to ask which version of the spreadsheet you're supposed to use. Plytix is a safe sandbox environment where you and your team can get your product data ready to publish, which also means you can cut back who has access to your website backend, reducing the risk of costly errors. Plytix have a free forever plan, so you can sign up for your free PIM account right now at plytix.com forward slash masterplan. That's P-L-Y-T-I-X dot com forward slash master plan. And if you decide to upgrade, e-commerce master plan listeners get a whopping 50% off their first year. I want to tell you about SendCloud. Today's online customers have been trained to expect flexible, frictionless shipping with every purchase from checkout all the way through to returns. SendCloud lets all of you access the same logistics power as a major online retailer. With SendCloud, you can connect to over 80 carriers and 50 integrations in seconds, process orders automatically, print labels in bulk, generate customs forms along with those labels, 
create branded tracking updates and set up your own hassle-free returns portal. Plus, there's all the data you need to optimise everything. Over 23,000 businesses already love shipping with SendCloud. Create a free or paid account now via ecmp.info forward slash SendCloud. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash SendCloud and get £50 free shipping credit for being one of our listeners. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Okay, Mark, you, I think you've inspired us all already in this episode, but now it's time for us to give the listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Mark, are you ready for the top tips? Far away. Okay. First up, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So, I'm going to throw a curveball here. So That's okay. We'll take a curveball. We'll take a curveball. So, um, being very busy podcasts are my thing it's easy to digest and obviously i can listen to it whilst i'm driving so a big co- a podcast i've listened to a lot and it's helped me a lot in regards to where i am today is uh, the diary of ceo by stephen bartlett that's a really big podcast for me but looking at my phone now i have got some books in my wish list there is some books i really want to listen to which will help with my journey one is called 24 assets uh the other is they ask you answer and the last one is start with why so they, they are my three books I'm hopefully going to get through. But yeah, at the moment, Diary of CEO is, is a great point for me to learn a lot. Yeah, I've read two of those books, 24 Assets and Start With Why, and they're definitely good ones to do. And I think they're ones that will work very nicely as you're driving around doing the day job as well. But I mean, anyone who's read those and fancy sending a summary <laughs> to, to stay, save Mark some time, by all means, <laughs> you know what to do, guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for those, uh, Mark. And next up then, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So in regards to marketing, like, like I said to you earlier, I'm in a fortunate position where I get to ha- get help with that. So again, I think leaning on people that got the expertise is is always going to be the first and foremost. I, I only know so much. I've entered into this big e-commerce space. Uh, and there's no point me just trying to look, pretend that I know all the answers. So if you are in a position and you can get the support from like, say, social media engagement or a company, then great, do that. But if not, then social media itself is probably the best market, especially like now where most people have got phones. So you need to do your research, understand your target audience, see where they sit, see where they hang out. If they're like of a certain generation, you probably find they're on one platform more than the other. So yeah, do your research and use social media if you can't, can't outsource. Love that. Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? So my website's built on Shopify. So I've got a few tools I'll use on there. Uh, I use looks for more reviews. So for me, it's important to have reviews on your website, especially as a new brand to build like that social credibility, seeing other people wearing them so they know it's actually genuine. I have obviously got Trustpilot, but looks for me is about the more the reviews of the products and the business itself. So I do and use... How do you how do you spell looks? So that's L-O-O-X. 
L-O-O-X. I knew it wasn't going to be what I thought it was. So L-O-O-X for yeah. uh, user-generated photo reviews is what Correct. we're talking about. Yeah. Cool. And I thought, think I just cut you off from giving us another one. So let's have that one too. Yeah. So the other one I was just going to say is um, I use Trello a lot. That's probably like more for myself. Uh, again, probably going back to my army background. I'm quite sort of like regimented in the way I work. So I will put a lot of stuff in there so I don't forget about it. And I will just move that along the Trello board as the ideas progress. So it just helps keep me in check. I think it's when you're doing a project part-time or a business part-time, you need something like Trello that just... So when you when you come back to it, you can just open it up and it's ready and you know what you're doing and you don't replan every time. So I like that recommendation. Um, okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? So for me, it's not focusing on hitting that end figure, that 1,000 figure. It's engaging with your customer base that's obviously bought from you. Make sure also you're loyal and you reward them because they're the ones that have invested in your product. So for me, it's building the marketing base through email and then also offering them exclusive deals, ways to purchase your product potentially beforehand and also just giving them like exclusive discounts, making them feel more special than your other customers. I love that. Start by looking after the core customer base. Such good advice. Um, Mark, it has been awesome catching up with you. For those who want to go and see and explore what you're doing and where it's got to since we recorded this, because it sounds like it's going to be quite quite a few few amends and new things happening on the site. Where can they find you and your business on the web and social, please? So, uh, website is socialsocks.co.uk, and we are across all major forms of social media. So. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You can also find myself on LinkedIn and also the company on LinkedIn. But the probably easiest one, if you are on Instagram, if you go on there, there's our link bio, which has got all the links to all our social platforms are probably the easiest way to get yourself around. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. And like I said, it's been... I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you. I've been inspired by what you've been saying and I suspect a lot of the audience have too. So thank you so much for sparing the time to record this with us and good luck with the rest of the year. Thank you ever so much for having me. Such an inspiring chat with Mark there, which is exactly why I wanted to get him on the podcast to talk to us all and to share what he's up to really, really savvy, clever ideas about where he's heading to with the business. And I suspect he'll be very successful and I suspect we'll be getting him back on in maybe a year's time or so to tell us how it's all going. I guess for me, the key things to take away from what he was saying is, you know, if you if you're going to go down the sustainability route, which you all should be doing, you need to be building it into the PL of the business, building it into the business model, being transparent about what you're doing and sharing it with your customer and telling them what's happening. And I think, you know, the fact he's doing the market stall as well to for all those benefits we outlined is just a great thing. And then, you know, sp- spreading that across the internet as well. So as it's helping him with his online sales. Now you can get your hands on our notes from today's show, including all those top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. 
or use our little mini links, our direct episode links, by putting ECMP for e-commerce masterplan.info forward slash the number of this episode into the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct page on the site. Once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list, which means you won't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. And if you like this episode, then do go to ecmp.info forward slash startup, where you will land on a page of our website where we've put all our early stage startup episodes so you can go and binge startup stories to your heart's content. Thank you for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every single week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses, including progressing along that path to net zero and becoming more sustainable. So if you know someone this show can help, please, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan.